My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about building your trust in yourself and the divine. Um, I'm talking to Alana Dance today. She's a spiritual teacher and healer as well. And um, I loved um, her application because she has a very similar story to mine, sort of working as an undercover agent, or at least that's how I used to feel in the corporate world. Like, I, I don't really belong here. This is not where I'm supposed to be. But for some reason at this time in life, I am and, and I've got to make the most of it. So um, we learned our lessons. We built that um, that confidence and also faced those karmic challenges in the in the world of the nine to five everyday stuff when something within us was screaming to be uh, be stepping out into our spiritual calling. So Alana has done that in the last uh, few years, and uh, I'd love to talk to her about this kind of crossroads between, ta- you know, living that kind of life that is structured, is predictable, and then taking the leap into the unpredictable and being in your creative genius of, of helping people heal and helping people live their calling as well. So welcome, Alana. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Great, great. So um, why don't you share a little bit about what you do as a spiritual teacher and healer? Sure. So I help entrepreneurs and business owners step into their true identity and their true authenticity within their business to align with their clients, to align with their business, and to become profitable and successful, whatever successful may be to them, because it's different for everyone. Um, So I struggled with a lot of that as I worked through my own challenges and moving out of the corporate world into what I am doing now. And I I just am so excited to bring it to people in a couple of different ways. Um, I I combined the technology aspect of the business with implementing all of that and helping them build a foundation from a technology perspective with the teachings of how to be in their true authenticity, finding themselves from a an energetic blueprint and clearing ancestral patterns and clearing different things that could be preventing them from really stepping into their true authenticity within themselves. And I do that through different teachings and energy clearings and all kinds of different methods, because I am a full believer that people need different things in order to really heal and to step into their true selves. So a good combination of a lot of different things to bring in what people really need for their business and also to help them expand their personal lives as well. I love it. That's wonderful. And and there are so many people stepping into their calling these days um, and they are asking the question, how do I do it? How do I start? How do I put that together? So um, that's great that you're called to serve in that specific kind of corner of that. So can you share a little bit about why you were maybe when you realized you were called to do this work and was it always um, 
aimed towards entrepreneurs and business owners? Or was it just, I know I have these gifts and I, I'm not sure what to do with them? Or did you do other kinds of readings? Can you share a little bit about the beginnings of you understanding that you had this spiritual gift and this calling? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, for my corporate career, I was really running into walls in my corporate career. I did a lot of things that I thought I was doing right. I moved up in my company, my organization very quickly. And then I very, very quickly burnt out from chronic stress. And um, I didn't really know what was happening to me. And what was happening was I was going through a change physically, spiritually, spiritually, emotionally, and I didn't know what it was. Um, and finally it came to me and this just beautiful download of information that I needed to transition out of my corporate job into helping others. And I had absolutely no idea what that looked like. And it was, um, a little, terrifying, I would say at the beginning, because I, I didn't know what it looked like. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing, but I stayed open and I trusted and I allowed the different pieces to come to me. And I trusted my intuition. I trusted myself and I did different things for my own healing and my own advancement to help myself grow those intuitive abilities and the healing aspects within myself. And then once I felt more comfortable with that, I started branching out and helping others again, still not, not having any idea what I was supposed to be doing. I just kind of was taking pieces and, and, you know, helping people as they came to me. And it, it was difficult. The, the not knowing was very, very hard. And when I really stepped back and again, trusted and surrendered and said, you know what, just what am I supposed to be doing? I'm going to let that come to me. Everything fell very much into place very easily. I just had to let go of control. I was trying to control it and I was trying to do what other people wanted me to do. So when I was looking at the different aspects that I had, the different modalities that I had learned and the different tools that I had, I always had this push to help other business owners and to help entrepreneurs. But I had uh, limitations within myself that I felt like I wasn't good enough to do that because I myself was still very new in the field. So I felt like I, I couldn't. Um, because of that, I was listening to other people in the way of, you know, being, being newer to the field, comparing myself to other people that had been doing it for longer. And I kind of went inward and had some pretty significant visibility issues in the way of, I didn't think that I was good enough and I didn't want to put myself out there. And, um, you know, going through all of those struggles until I finally, like I had said a minute ago, just surrendered and said, okay, tell me what I need to be doing, bring that to me. And once that fell into place, I really stepped out and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to help entrepreneurs, business owners. I don't care where I'm at <laughs> and, you know, what's going on. I'm supposed to do it. And, and now that I have really stepped into that and stopped, I stopped listening to other people and also have deconditioned and reprogrammed myself to be in my authenticity and do what I want. Things have flown just, just amazingly the flow of life and the flow of business. And it has been, it has been truly amazing. I love that. That's a, that's a great testament to how, when we do listen to our intuition, even with something like business and we need structures and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, when we get too far outside that internal guidance, when spirit is our boss, <laughs> then we, we, we can't move forward. We if we're not in alignment, we can't move forward. So it sounds like that's something that you're really using for yourself. And 
you know, when you mentioned coming into your own healing journey and, and awakening to this, this higher purpose for it. Um, can you share a little bit about what your doorway was? I know for me, it was uh, tarot cards and psychic development and then some hypnosis and some things like that. Eventually Reiki, I, I talked to a lot of people where energy work and Reiki and that kind of thing is their open door. So how, how did you come to find this world and kind of embrace your gifts as an adult? Yeah. So I, I would say from a spiritual perspective, before I even knew that I was supposed to be, you know, completely changing my career and realigning myself. Um, I started with tarot with meditation, um, numerology. I had looked into it like I kind of dabbled in a, a couple of different things just to understand energy and understand the connection that we had to that, because I had absolutely no idea. I, I was completely, <laughs> completely blind to that side of of life. And um, once I really realized that I was supposed to be doing something different, the first thing I started with was hypnotherapy as well. So it was that door that really opened where I could, where I could really truly see the change in people and the, and the effects that it had on people. And I noticed that I felt so comfortable with it. And, and that was a huge aha moment for me was looking at the comparison between me and my corporate job and interacting with people and, you know, doing briefings and meetings and, and events and all of those types of different things that I used to do. And I used to feel extremely uncomfortable doing that, but I pushed myself to do it because I thought I had to. And then when I got into hypnotherapy and I started working with clients and I started learning, it just flowed so easily. And I felt just amazing when I did it. And I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing. So that just expanded from, from there into many, many other modalities. But yes, hypnotherapy was, was the gate opener for, for my personal awareness and my personal healing uh, to start as well. Cause I was able to do self hypnotherapy and have um, sessions from other people when I was in my trainings and things like that. So it was really amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I find it just an amazing modality that especially when you've got these, of course, stories going on, just reframing stories, whether it's hypnosis or NLP, um, even any kind of ritual work that's going to help us reframe those stories. It's it's huge. It changes reality. It changes reality for your mind and your consciousness, which then even can change reality for your body. People have experienced these wonderful physical healings, even through doing this kind of work. I know that I, I rearranged my, my body structures into more balance as well through it too. So um, that's wonderful to hear. And you've mentioned a, a couple of times, well, maybe in your application, maybe just once here, that um, you've been doing some ancestral work and you also help people with that. Can you um, expand a little bit on that and uh, however much you'd like to share and, and the kind of things that you're noticing you're needing to kind of take off of your plate because it's not yours to carry or not yours to, to, to consume in this life? <laughs> Yeah. And I think that that's really one of the main points that I have learned is, is that it's not ours. A lot of the ancestral things that we have in our energy field, we feel like that those are our burdens to bear and we need to change, you know, certain patterns for our ancestral line. And while that that's partially true, and we're here to do that, we're here to grow our whole ancestral line. We don't have to take on the challenges from our ancestors. And I felt that that was really what I was, what I was doing. And after I started recognizing 
that most of my limiting beliefs and the things that were holding me back and and the challenges that I was having with in life was coming from my ancestry line, I was really able to tap in and work with those energies and those beings to be able to clear a lot of that and help my entire family lineage and myself to shift into just such a, a new positive outlook, which is going to help, you know, future family as well. And it's absolutely amazing to, to experience that, to work with that energy and to, to know the, the amount of good that it's doing for the, for the ancestral line. And I mean, I have trying to think of like an example I have worked on, I guess the biggest, the biggest thing that I've worked on lately, um, cause I'm continuing to do it as different things come up, of course, cause we, you know, like to advance ourselves as healers too, um, is the biggest thing that I've been working on lately is disconnection, disconnection in the way of, of people. And that goes into feeling, uh, like I need to stay hidden and that I don't deserve, or I'm not good enough to, you know, put myself out there. And, um, a lot of things have been coming up on my mother's side, uh, in regards to being a woman and the different limitations that we have and being a woman that we think that we have in being a woman, whether consciously or unconsciously. And a lot of that has been coming up and it has been just a beautiful process to shift those energies and see the changes that happen so quickly once we work with the ancestors to clear it instead of trying to do all of it ourselves. Um, because we can run into some limitations there. So once we were able to bring in the ancestors and say, okay, here's what, here's what our intention is. Here's what we want to do. And we thank you for everything that you have given us. Um, but you know, we're shifting into a new perspective that, that helps us now in this life and in future lives. Um, it, it, the energy and the shifts just are absolutely amazing. So a lot of those types of things hold us back in our business as well. And we don't even realize it. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I hear you on that for sure. And there's, uh, there's something interesting about ancestral work and, you know, you can talk about karma, you know, karma work and ancestral work, and, and it goes hand in hand in, in my view that, you know, we've got these unconscious patterns that are rolling through our lives and just kind of running us if we're not conscious of them. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for doing the work and liberating our ourselves in the present moment, inviting those who are still among us into that. And if they don't want to come, that's okay. They don't have to do that also. It's it's very important to, and I'm, you know, speaking to listeners out there that say, yeah, but what if what I've got this family member that's just like totally dragging me down? Well, you can choose to break that cycle and move on and find that happiness, fulfillment, uh, present moment um, power in your own life and, and still know them with love, be connected with them with love, but not, uh, I think it can get into this kind of codependent blame game too, if we don't do that ancestral work, right? If we say, well, because this was like this when I was a kid, or that was like that uh, with this family member, I can't dot, dot, dot. But it's when we recognize, oh, we can work on that. We're not at the mercy of our history. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's really important. So um, thanks for sharing that. That's I think that's great work. Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned that your, you know, 
shifting from the court world to following uh, the spiritual calling has been quite the journey and that things have gone, been going pretty well for you lately. What would be your biggest piece of advice for um, listeners who are struggling with that beginning part? <laughs> I know we talked about it earlier, but just so um, I'm just feeling called to ask you to give them a message um, because you, you made that shift. What do you wish someone would have told you a little sooner? <laughs> Yeah, it definitely goes back to what I said earlier in regards to trust and surrender and letting go of that control and that that feeling like you have to make everybody else happy. Because when we are living our lives for everyone else, we're not living our lives for ourselves and we're not really truly doing what we're here to do when each of us have a very um, a beautiful mission that we are here to, to complete and everybody's mission is different. So if I try to, to complete someone else's mission based on what they're telling me to do, then I'm not going to complete mine and I'm going to come into resistance. And that's when we start to hit those walls and we can't move forward. So trusting that, you know, what is right for you and stepping into that and really surrendering to to what you feel is 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 right and surrendering to you know, the universe or god or whatever energy you believe in and and allowing yourself to move forward i love it mm-hmm. and and you mentioned that your greatest success too is being truly happy every day for the first time in many lives. And I liked how you mentioned that because I knew exactly what you <laughs> meant. Um, and I, I remember kind of falling into alignment with my awareness at a certain point of doing some deep, deep personal work. I was in a very bad place and finally just shifting everything all at once for a good three years and walking down the street at one point and just I just started smiling just smiling like a crazy person and I literally thought like I'm great like I don't have any reason I'm just wanting to smile people are gonna think I'm nuts and like nobody no one knows why you're smiling but it was that odd to me to have that moment of joy for no reason at all and and shifting life then to have more of those days and more of those moments of you know, either making myself laugh or hearing my guides and working with, you know, the invisible energies that always want us to thrive. I'm going from that to from feeling very low and and very much like I didn't want to live. So, um, so yeah, can you share just a little bit about that, how that's um, really made you love your life a lot more? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's funny because as you were saying that I was getting goosebumps and I'm like, it's, it's hilarious to think back on how I had to drag myself out of bed every morning to even do things that, that again, I thought other people wanted me to do and and live life for other people. And now I literally jump out of bed in the morning. I say hi to my dog and we, you know, have fun in the morning. And I am so excited to get out of bed because the first thing that I do, well, I do my meditations. I do all of those things. And then I go into helping my clients and I'm just so excited to do that. And sometimes I wake up ridiculously early and because I'm so excited to do it. And it's not the, it's not the obligation that I used to feel. It's not the, the, Oh, I have to do this. So I have to get out of bed. It is the excitement that I want to. And that amount of joy and happiness is just overwhelming. Um, and getting to that point takes time and it takes, you know, a lot of things to come up and really for us to really look deep inside of us to shift 
what is causing us to, you know, not feel that way. And sometimes it can be really difficult to do, but it's absolutely worth it. And, um, and everybody can do it. And that's the thing that I think that a lot of people don't understand is, is that, you know, we're, we're here to go through the motions and just, you know, live the way that we're living and that I can't do the things that other people are doing because they're actually happy. And I feel like I can never be happy. Like I've heard that from people and that is just absolutely not true. Anybody can do it. So you just need to want to. Absolutely. And it's a generative process. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just, you can maybe sit and meditate and wait for happiness to find you. I guess Buddha did that, but in this life, I think we have to, (laughs) you know, um, you can, you can work with your daily life and, and work with your habits, work with your thoughts, work with the internal environment that you're creating from what you're aware of. And, and that just, yeah, there's a lot of components to that, but you're absolutely right. It's just about deciding that you want something different. And I always say it's available to you if you want it bad enough. (laughs) It's just doing the work, which to me has been the most interesting work in the world is is doing self-development work because there's constant aha moments. You get these moments of getting to know yourself as a whole new being. Um, It's definitely worth it, especially if you've got a calling. Yeah. And I I make it into a little game. I'm like, Oh, what does this mean? How, how do I even have a challenge in my life? It's like, what am I learning from that? That's kind of interesting. And then like, you just tap into yourself even more and it can be extremely fun. Once you get past the, the scary part in the beginning, it it can be a little scary. It can just be so, so fun for you and, and your clients if you're doing the work. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it there's something about, you know, definitely not taking our ego so seriously. And when we first start to do the work, and it's heavy, sometimes, especially if we've got trauma, especially if we've got past life stuff that comes up, um, but especially this life stuff that comes up, and mm-hmm. you go through it, you process, and then yes, after a while, I, I say it's like, cleaning out the closet and you go in and you just really clean it all out from your whole life or multiple lives. And then the rest of life is just keeping it clean or going in to see what's popped up in there, you know, and it's, it's just kind of like a little maintenance thing that we do, but um, you start to live like that all the time that, you know, your ego is, is an ever shifting, ever evolving thing. If it gets too solid, um, it starts to make these assumptions about reality and it can, it can really get hurt again. It can get disappointed again. It can, uh, not like it if you're going to shift and change again. Um, but when you flow like water, flo- let the river take you, you know, it's a, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you mentioned, um, and I, I certainly had this, this problem too, um, moving from the nine to five into being your own business owner, you mm-hmm. know, and especially as a spiritual business owner and the creative business owners out there, probably the same, that you know, we get in reactive mode in the nine to five, especially in the corporate world. We've just got, here's the problem, there's a problem, there's something, there's the new project, this and that. And it's not very creative. Maybe finding solutions can be very creative, but when we step into being our own bosses, it's like, all right, we're creating the thing. Mm-hmm. And then we also create the fire sometimes too. But um, you mentioned for you, one of your recent challenges, even though everything's going really well, is staying organized and, you mentioned the, you're doing the opposite of putting out fires these days. <laughs> so I wanted you to kind of expand on that a little bit and uh, talk about the the hesitancy with visibility as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I came from a world of IT operations where it was just fire after fire. I didn't know what I was going to do 
any day, really. I had a list and that list just grew. It didn't get shorter. And um, shifting into the nine to five, I found myself so like I didn't have a list to follow. So I would distract myself with everything else instead of actually like, you know, building my business and doing what I needed to do. So, so really stepping into getting myself organized um, was a little bit of a challenge. And I did that by setting time after I woke up each morning to set intentions for the day and to really ask for clarity as to what I needed to do in order to shift myself forward and, and sticking to that along with, you know, taking breaks throughout the day and not letting myself get completely overwhelmed. Um, because, you know, while we can bring in other people to help us, a lot of the times it is just us and it's us to, uh, you know, do all of the things instead of just this one little aspect that we, that I was doing in the corporate world. So it's definitely been, um, been interesting, but it's been, it's been fun as well. So, and for visibility, um, that, like I had mentioned the ancestral work, I had been, I have been using that to help myself with, with stepping into my power and into my my enoughness to be visible and to know that people do want to hear what I have to say because what I have to say is is going to help them and it's very valuable and it took me a long time to realize that um, which caused me to hold myself back in a lot of different areas and I'm still working through it I mean there are still times where I'm like oh I don't know if I really should put that out there and then I have to you know tune into the energy and see what feels right for me and then again listen to my intuition and, and trust myself and that has really helped a lot good yeah for sure and and so I pulled a few cards for you just uh just to share with you and the audience and anyone who is struggling with similar things so would you mind ever share those now Absolutely. Thanks. Awesome. Well, the first card I pull is one of, you know, it's, it is ancestral pattern stuff and it's just kind of subconscious patterns from the past. And there is something about um, intention setting. I've got a couple of things here about intention setting and also manifesting and kind of switching the way that you manifest. Mm -hmm. And it may be pointing to a more masculine manifesting way in the past of just persistence of logic you do a b and c you're going to get d um and here you're you're learning more of the magic of of staying in the flow following your intuition um you've already mentioned that but it's like doing that with the manifestation process so when even asking you know for what you want basically saying spirit what do i want <laughs> you tell me <laughs> because if i say what i want I may be almost on the mark, but not quite. And I'm looking for that evidence instead of what what we've planned on that higher level, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep. Yeah. So definitely you're coming out of a time of getting into your inner witness, getting really close and cozy with your your presence, which is which is wonderful. And that's created a lot of internal changes. You might not see the external changes quite yet, but they're on their way. Um, you're moving forward into also working on every day staying in alignment with what you find to be beautiful, what you find to be working. So if you have these moments of, of I wouldn't say despair, it sounds like things are going fine, but you know, these moments of like, oh, this is just not, not the thing. There may be some tweaks you can do in terms of gratitude work, 
um, straight up mindfulness meditation, gratitude meditation, these kinds of things to start to see how things are really working out, um, especially on those days where it doesn't feel too great. And I was just talking to someone last night, I think it was a client about, um, you know, when she go to sleep at night and then her mind would just like, you're doing this wrong and you did that wrong. You shouldn't have said that. And you shouldn't have said that, you know, the double guessing. And we talked about, you know, doing a gratitude prayer instead and redirecting our, our minds to that gratitude and, and just start saying, these are the things that are working out. So I don't know if you kind of hop back and forth between that, like feeling really good during the day or have these moments of despair, but make sure that you're, you're redirecting yourself very consciously. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does a lot. Thank you. You're mm -hmm. welcome. And so, yes, you are in a period of soul retrieval, which means it's a learning process. Um, you're every day. That's why it's so exciting because you're learning, you're remembering who you really are and pulling back your power one piece at a time. But the biggest obstacle, um, as I mentioned earlier, simply changing the way that you create in your life. And, and as you do that, people might not recognize you. It might take a little bit of time, but um, the more you do it and step into setting yourself free, you're going to not have so many restrictions anymore, although there might be restrictions in the beginning. They're just to still get rid of some old beliefs and old things that just aren't serving you. And this feels like a transition from that family line, from that old persona. And I'm when I say old persona, I'm like, you know, teenager Alana, like the the old you. Um, and actually, we, you know, we talked about some other things going on that that you're shifting about your life. So that mm -hmm. would make sense. You know exactly what I'm talking about with the old you, yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so with, you know, the sacrifices you're going to need to make um, coming up here, it's really about noticing when those old personality quirks come up. Um, and I do feel like they're fired with family, with people that used to know you. You may have to let go of engaging, if that makes sense, and just saying, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to detach and I've got to go or I've got to budget my time, but I'm not going to go into it with these people. Mm. I'm not going to try to explain myself. I'm not going to try to include them if they're not um, supportive. Uh, because I feel like you might get a little bit ungrounded when that happens, but the more you can kind of go in and grieve, grieve the past and grieve the ease that did come with that time, because there were payoffs in that time, even if, we, even when we stay in structures that aren't really working for us, we have to look like, well, what, what do we like about that? Sometimes it's financial stability, sometimes it's that support from friends and family. Um, but now that you're moving into this sovereignty and you're speaking words that people don't always understand, um, and this has to do with the visibility, I think, um, you just have to, to almost brave the fire, put yourself out there and see like, well, if I survive once, I'll survive again. And I'll just keep, I'll keep speaking the truth. Um, and just, yeah, exposure. I think you're just gonna have to expose yourself more and more, um, mm -hmm. without the fears of what those people in your past are going to think about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's more about that than new people, I think. It is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And manifesting resonates to very much too, because I was actually thinking about different ways to do that. So yes, that's, that gave me a yes, I need to do that. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Well, happy to help with the reading. It's one of my favorite things to do and, and a great way to close the show. So thanks for letting us share that. I know it's probably helped some other people out there too. So. 
Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you online? Sure. So I am on Facebook at Pathway to Freedom 1111. Actually, all my social medias are on there. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, all of those ones. And then my website is pathwaytofreedom.co. Awesome. Very good. Well, listeners, please go check Alana out. And Alana, thanks for being here today. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.